Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. A new series, amen, today, amen, entitled Hope. Somebody say hope. Come on, how many need some hope in this place? Hallelujah. Come on, I don't know about you, amen, but come on, we need to hear a message of hope every now and then. And, and maybe you're here today looking for some of that hope, amen. I, I know that the world is looking for hope, amen. I'm here to let you know that there's no hope in the Pope. Come on. I, I'm not saying that the Pope is not a good man, but kissing his ring doesn't do one thing. Come on, I'm just telling the truth, amen. I, you know, if I'm, I'm stepping on a couple toes, I, I'm sorry about the stepping, but that is the truth, the whole truth, amen. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Amen. I'm going to use this scripture to just launch off of, amen. It says, there is one body and one spirit as there, as just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There are many definitions of the word hope. And the, one of the definitions is to expect with confidence. To expect with confidence. How many know that we can go to the Lord in confidence and always find hope? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. We are united in one glorious hope through Jesus Christ. Hope is only found in Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Hallelujah. He takes us away from, he takes us from our past, amen, your past, my past, a, how, a past of hopelessness, amen, of sin, bondage, hurt, whatever your past was, amen, and he, and he trades our past and he exchanges it for hope for our future. Come on, somebody. He gives us one glorious hope for our future. I used to sing an old song that I used to lead as I was a worship leader, amen, a, a song that says, I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my pain, I'm trading my sickness, my shame, I'm trading it for the joy of the Lord, amen, and, and the song ended up saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Come on, that's what we came to do, amen. Uh, a lot of us were locked up in our past. Uh, we were broken, amen. Uh, we were messed up, tore up from the floor up, whatever your past was, amen. Uh, and we came to the house of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit led us. Somebody was praying for you. You had a praying grandmother. You had a praying aunt. I am mom, dad, whatever it is, amen. And we finally come to a place that we come with our past and we say, you know what, amen. I, I want to trade this sorrow. I want to trade this pain. I want to trade my sickness and I want the joy of the Lord, amen. And I want to find hope in Jesus. Come on. The joy of hope. Hallelujah. So let me, I'm here to let you know that there's hope in the Savior. There's hope in Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. Let me give you a little history of hope, amen, as we jump back into the Old Testament. And, and at the end of Isaiah chapter 42, it ends with God's sorrow over the spiritual decline. The people of Israel were failing in their spiritual walk with God. Come on, here it is. God takes the people of Israel out of bondage, out of Egypt. And we know the story, amen. The great crossing of the Red Sea, the, the parting of the Red Sea, and God meeting every demand and everything through the desert. And they always seem to decline on the Lord. They always seem to go backwards or struggle in their walk, amen. And here they are, amen, in the same place, struggling again. And chapter 43 brings hope. Come on, somebody say hope. Come on. And it starts out by God saying that despite the people's spiritual failure, that God was going to show them mercy. Come on, someone say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, and bring them from captivity and restore them. In other words, that he was once again going to pour hope inside of them. He was once again going to restore their lives. That God would give the people of Israel an outpouring 
of his love, not of wrath. See, God, when you go to God, I mean, he always offers mercy and grace. Come on, somebody. Come on. You may come into this place feeling down and out, but let me tell you, there's mercy and grace here for you. Come on, what you're feeling today and how you felt in your spirit, let me tell you, I can't do that. The worship team can't orchestrate that. It's only the Spirit of God that can do that. And so what you started to feel inside of you, and as God started to speak to individuals in this place, that is God's talking to his sons and his daughters. Amen. That was God speaking to you personally. Come on. Even though a word may not have been spoken to you directly, God was speaking to you. Come on. Every person felt the Spirit of God in this place. And only the Holy Ghost can do that, church. Come on. And so God here is giving the people of Israel an outpouring of his love. He's not going to come at them. He's not going to bash them down. I mean, he's going to offer mercy. He's going to offer grace. And the Lord tells them, amen, that the world will know that God alone done this. That we, I, you, won't receive any credit. It's not like, look what I did. Look what how I changed. No, 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 no. Tell your neighbor, no, no, no. It's only God that can do that. Come on. See, we got to understand, we got to stay under the submission of God. We got to stay under his grace. We got to stay under his mercy. Amen. Because once we start to take ownership, then we don't need God no more. So, God, I need you. How many need Jesus? Hallelujah. I need the Lord. Amen. I wake up every morning. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you for the breath that's within me. But God, I need you today as I walk out this door. Amen. Because I know that in him I can find strength. In him I can find help. Amen. In him, amen, God can make everything okay. So God tells him, you know, when I start to change things in your life, I'm going to show the world what I can do. That it comes through me. So let's start this series of having hope in a Savior. Having hope in a Savior. Understand that Jesus trades our past. He exchanges for hope for our future. Amen. He takes your past and he gives you hope, church. Come on. He traded your past, my past, our past. He traded your hurt, your pain, your habits, your hangups. He traded our sins and he gave us hope. Hallelujah. Isaiah, look what Isaiah says. So 42, you got to understand the history here. 42, it ends, amen, God is disappointed with the people of Israel. In other words, God is disappointed with the church. He's disappointed with the people of God. And so he starts off, Isaiah 43, verse 1, it starts off by saying this, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. I want you to grab a hold of that right here. I'm here to let you know, church, that God created you. Come on, you are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You are not a people of no purpose. I'm here to let you know that God created you. Somebody say me. Come on. Come on, don't, 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 don't listen to the stories. Don't listen that this is, you're a big mess up. You're, you have no purpose. No, God created you. And it goes on to say, oh, Israel, the one who formed you. Come on, even uh, Jeremiah 1.5 says, even before you were in your mother's womb, I formed you, I knew you, and I set you apart. Come on, you have been set apart for God, amen. He created you for him. Come on, somebody. Ain't that exciting, amen, that God chose you and made you. And so he says, I formed you, O Israel. And he goes on to say, do not be afraid. For I have ransomed you, and I have called you by name, and you are mine. Hallelujah. Man, if that doesn't bring hope to you or, or tickle you, I don't know what's wrong, amen. Uh, come on, baby, come on. You got to understand that, that he formed you. He ransomed you. He, he calls you by name, and then he says, you're mine. God created the people of Israel. They were special to him. God redeemed them. And he called them by name to be a people who belonged to him. 
God is speaking today, and he's speaking to the church, and he's speaking to those here today on peace, at PCLV. He's speaking to those on Facebook Live, amen, YouTube, amen. He's speaking to individuals here today, amen, and he's saying, I have redeemed you, uh, I have called you, amen, and you belong to me, thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, Satan calls you by your sin. Come on, he'll call you thief. He'll call you liar. He'll call you mistake, amen. But God calls you by your name, amen. And he calls you son, and he calls you daughter, amen. And he calls you overcomer. Come on, somebody. He says you're forgiven. Come on, you belong, amen. He heals you, delivers you, and he gives you hope. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, he calls you and he says, man, the world may call you this, but you are my son. You are my daughter. Amen. You are forgiven. Amen. And he gives you a new start. Let the redeemed say so. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody say so. Come on. The Lord protects us. Can somebody say amen? Come on. Isaiah 43, as it continues, 2 to 4, it says this. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulties, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up and the flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Somebody say, my Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Sebra in your place others were giving in exchange for you i have traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me you are honored and i love you Amen. come on look at somebody say the lord loves me come on he loves me come on the lord loves me and he loves you come on it doesn't it feel that someone loves you Come on, the Lord loves you. Man, what a great message here, amen. He says, uh, man, I exchanged things for you. I, I, I gave you up as a ransom. I traded nations for you. That's how special you are to God, amen. The Lord protects and brings protections and he gives us hope, amen. The Lord protected Israel in times of trouble. And God says today, he will protect us in our troubles as well. You got to understand today, church, that you, somebody say I, you are important to God. Amen. Come on. You are important to God. You're important to him. You're important. You're important. You're important. You're important. Amen. That's why you're here because you're important to God. Come on, somebody. Listen, you got to understand if we claim to belong to God, then we must never do anything that will bring him shame. Listen. Going through the rivers of difficulties, amen, will either cause you to drown or force you to swim and get strong. Come on, those are the two things, amen. You're either going to die in it or you're going to survive in it. Come on, we got to understand, but the Lord is there for us, amen. Exodus chapter 20 verse 2 says this, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt and the place of your slavery. See, God rescued us from our Egypt, amen, and he continues to be with us to help us. Come on, Deuteronomy 31, 6 says this, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you, for he will neither fail you nor will he abandon you. Amen. I mean, that, that alone is hope for us. That alone, that no matter what we go through, no matter what comes against us, amen, God is for us, amen. It doesn't matter, amen, that the world may be going upside down. God will never abandon us. God will never fail us. God will always be there for us, church. And that is a message of hope today, amen, that the world cannot offer, amen. All the world can do is just, hey, cross your fingers, amen, and see what happens. No, this hope here is not a crossing of fingers. This hope here is a confident hope, amen. Amen. That when we go to the master and we come and seek him, amen, he is there to deliver us in times of trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. See, if you go in your own strength, come on and 
man, many can testify this, and you know, I'm gonna do it my way, amen. Come on, come on, this, this ain't you ain't Frank Sinatra, amen. Hallelujah, come on, do it my way, amen. No, no, you gotta do it God's way. Come on, somebody. Come on, if you think you can do it in your own strength, or you think in your mind, I got this, or you think you all that, you are most likely, more likely to drown. Because pride comes before a fall. Come on. We got to put our pride aside and say, man, I need some help. Come on. I know, I know that you can, you, you got enough willpower, and I know that guys here that, you know, uh, you don't want to show your weakness. You want to, you want to be the man, you know, hallelujah, and say, yeah, I got this. And you, it's shine. No, no, no. Just, it takes a man to say, I need some help. It takes a man to humble himself and say, you know what? I don't got this. I, I don't have it all together. I, I need Jesus. I need something beyond myself. Amen. Because when I put my hands to it, I mess things up. Come on. Anybody agree to that? But if you invite the Lord to go with you, listen, he will protect you. And he will be your hope. He's our hope, church. You know, my wife's testify, you know, of our, our marriage. And we didn't start off. We were looking for other things growing up, as many of us did, amen, trying to find joy in this and joy in that and joy in this drug and that drug and whatever it is. And all it did was take, take, take. At the end of all that, we were empty. We were lost. Or we lost a lot of things. But then God comes into our lives and he restores a broken marriage. Amen. That should not be married any longer, but comes and says, you know what? If you give my, your life to me, if you trust me, I'll, I'll heal you. I'll put it back together, says God. And he's done that in our lives. Amen. And he's done it in the lives that I see out here today. Why? Because there's hope in God. Amen. The world couldn't fix that. The world couldn't do that. There's no program out there, church. Only Jesus can do this. God gave up other nations for Israel as a ransom for their freedom. I mean, he's giving up territory for you. Come on, he gave up nations for the Lord. The Lord gave up nations in exchange for returning the Jews to their homeland. Come on, all they were supposed to get is to the promised land, church, and do the delays People have messed it up because they've been doing it their way. Right? God offers a way. Come on. Oh, man, you brought us out here to die. And he opens the Red Sea. And then he kills the enemy that was chasing them. Now they go again. What? No food. This, that, that. He brings manna from heaven and feeds them. And then he start complaining about the manna. I'm manna this, manna that, manna burritos. I'm, I'm done with manna. I want some meat. <laughs> Somebody say, I want some meat. <laughs> come on, he wants some meat. And what does he do? He brings quail to them. He says, you know what? I'm going to give you so much meat. It's, it's going to come out of everywhere. <laughs> each time God complained, each time the people of Israel complained, God always provided he was trying to take them to a place, and they couldn't get there. A place that should have took only three days to get there, and they wandered for 40. Come on, there's times, amen, we're looking for God to do something, and we're not patient enough to wait. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, well, you know, I want God, I'm coming here, and my marriage is messed up, and all this stuff, and I'm going to give you a week. Can you fix it in a week? <laughs> This ain't the church for you then, amen. I can't do that, amen. I can't offer that. But God can do miracles. You're looking at a miracle here, church. A man that was bound by drug and alcohol one day, in one moment said a prayer and was set free for the rest of his life. I've never drank, never did alcohol. It's going on 29 years now, church. From that day of my decision. So he does miracles, yes, still. God can do anything that he wants to do. But a lot of the stuff, I, I still had to go through the process of becoming the man of God. I didn't become this instant prize to my wife. You know, it was, it was, it was, come on. It didn't, it didn't, oh, here I am, baby. The man of your dreams. How do you know? It, it took time. Yeah, I got delivered from all that stuff that tied me down, the bondages of sin, amen. But now he had to work upon the man and that took years. Come on, my wife can say, oh, yeah. She just said it right now. Oh, yeah. She just amen me. Amen me. 
She just said amen to that. But it's a process. But if you stick out the process, you'll come out like gold. Come on, you're going to have to go through the process. There's no guarantee. Give your life in Jesus and live happily ever after. Come on, it's a process. He's trying to get us to the promised land. And some of us, we, we mess up during that, during that process and we go through the storms that we go through. And God say, if you do it this way, you'll get there quicker. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So God gives up nations, amen, in exchange for them returning the Jews to their homeland. And it goes on to say in Isaiah 43, 5 to 6, he says, don't be afraid. I'll say that to pre-CLV here and you people here today and those on Facebook Live, don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, he says, for I am with you. And I will gather, listen, you and your children from the east and from the west. And I will say to the north and in the south, bring my sons and my daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. See, there's hope for our children today. Come on, how many know that our children need hope? Come on, you see, I'm, we're, I'm sick and tired of these things happening in our schools and what's going on in our nation around the world, amen. And what our children need is the hope of Jesus Christ in their lives, amen. That when those things happen in their lives and we don't want them to happen, they know who to call to. Come on, there's hope for our children, amen. The Lord is going to gather those who have wandered off, amen. The Lord is going after your sons. He's going after your daughters, amen. He's gathering people together. He's gathering the backslider, amen. Now, come on, he's going against the, he's going to go find those, just like that song we sing, man. I'll tear down every wall, every lie just to get to you, amen. Come on, that is the God that we serve, amen. That he's going after you for those that have been distant and away from God, those that are caught up in their mess, in their hang-ups, in their struggles, their addictions, and confusion, amen. And he's coming after you. Amen. So if you have a son or daughter, amen, that's backslidden away from God, a, a family member, I'm here to let you know, amen, that God is going after them. Come on, come on, hallelujah. All it takes is a prayer of a mom and dad, an aunt, a brother, a cousin, whatever it may be, a friend. Say, go after my friend, go after my son, go after my daughter, amen. And you go after them, church. It's a promise of hope. With the Lord, our children. Somebody say, my children. My children. Our children are secure. Why? Because there's hope in him. There's hope in our Savior. But you say I, I, you have to trust him. Listen, church, in trusting in him, you have to release them. Let me say that again. In trusting in him, you have to release him, her, or whatever it is. Because as long as we have our hands on it, we're still in control of it. You got to release. Sometimes we don't want to release our children to school because of what we hear on the news. You're going to have to release and trust God. Come on. I'm, I'm serious. How many trust in the Lord? He has your children. We can't live in fear, church. We cannot live in fear, confusion, or anything else. You've got to release them. You're praying for a spouse. You want them to change? Release them. You can't change them. Only God can. Come on, during those 10 years of being backslidden, my wife was trying to change me, bringing me, to, inviting me to church. And I would go to church, but you know what? Until she released me, the Lord said, release him. And she did. She released me, and I crashed that night. Did I get saved that night? No. Let me tell you, two months later I did. Because she released me. You got to release your children. If you, you got children, they're not saved, release them and just trust God. Love them. Don't preach to them. They know the word. They know who you are. So just love them and trust God for them. Hello? I'm telling you, moms, dads, you, you, you'll live better. You'll, you'll sleep better if you just trust God with them. Come on. You're trying to control them, trying to change them. You're trying to force them. All you're going to do is push them farther and further away from you. But once you start to trust God with them, now you can have a relationship with them and just simply love them. And then God will bring them back to you. Come on, somebody. Come on, release. Somebody say release. release. 
Acts chapter 2, 38 to 39 says this. Look at Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you. And who else? To Who else? To you, your what? You need glasses? <laughs> to you and and to all those who are far away, who have been called by the Lord our God. Amen. You got it. This is a promise to you. When you release them, this is call is not only for you, but it's for your children, it's for your family, it's for your friends, it's for your co-workers, it's for everyone that's out there, amen, and the money is the Lord is calls. How many want to receive this promise? Come on, hallelujah. How many want to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? Then understand, if you truly want to follow Christ, listen church, if we truly want to cross over, which is our theme for the year, over to the promises of God, then we must repent of our sins. Come on, you can't ask God for something and you're living the same way. You have to repent, church, if you want the blessings of God in your life, amen. Come on, you got to repent, and when you repent, you got to turn to him. You got to repent of your sins and then turn to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And then you start to trust in him. Amen. Then you will receive the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, listen, church, always brings hope. Amen. He always brings hope. He always brings security. He always brings a promise to you when you trust in God. Repent means to turn from your sin. To change the direction of your life is to change the way you think. Change from being selfish and rebellion against God's word. You, that's what it is. You got to turn from that and say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do what God's word says. But at the same time, you must turn to Christ, depending on him for forgiveness, mercy, guidance, and purpose. Not only do you repent, then you got to turn to God. And start living for God. Can somebody say amen? amen? Listen, we cannot save ourselves. Only God can save us. Church, baptism identifies us with Christ. It identifies us with each other as believers. It is the condition of discipleship. And it's a sign of faith. But how do we stop sinning? How do we stop what we do. I mean, the great apostle Paul even had a problem. The things I should be doing, I end up not doing. And the things I should should not be doing, I end up doing. Or shouldn't be doing, I end up doing, right? I mean, he struggled with the flesh. We all struggle with the flesh, right? Come on, nobody's here perfect. Nobody's here, you know, all that. Amen. We still need help from the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to mess up. We all fall short of God's glory. But there's this powerful word called repentance. Listen, we can repent. How do we stop sinning? Well, start changing your stinking thinking. Let's start there, amen. Let's start with our minds. Come on, somebody. Because whatever you have up here in your mind is who you will become. Heavy, revy, huh? <laughs> it's the truth. Whatever you have here, whatever you think you are, whatever you're thinking up here is who you will become. So if you say in your mind, guess what? I, I can't stop, Pastor. I can't do this. Guess what? You're not going to stop. It's already in your mind. You're already setting yourself up for failure. You're always setting it up yourself that I can't give up. I can't stop. I can't do this. We have to change, church. Otherwise, we're going to going up. We're going to go up against the same walls. Come on, you ever just hit that same wall? And you're like, man, I can't get over this because you haven't changed the way you think. And so you hit that wall over and over and over again. And you're trying to get breakthrough. You're trying to get over this, but you're, you're, not, you're not thinking, you're not, you're not changing the way you think. You're, you're still thinking the same. And so you run up against the same wall. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? By the changing the way you what? Think. 
amen, by the way you think, amen, then you will learn what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, we cannot follow the way we were raised up. We cannot follow the traditions of the world. We cannot follow how the world is going right now, amen. We got to let God come in and transform us, amen, and change the way we think. And if we can start to think the way God wants us to think, then we start to learn what his will is for our lives, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I don't know about you, but I'd rather change, exchange my mess up, my, my I don't know what I'm doing, to good, perfect, and pleasing. Perfect will. Amen. I, this, is, this is what God wants to give us, but if we don't change the way we think, church, then we're going to run against the same wall all the time. Why is this not working? Well, you're not changing the way you think. You're still handling it the way you think. You're still handling it the way that you are taught. God says, you got to let me change you. And then you'll understand what my will is. Paul here warns the believer, don't copy the behaviors of the world because those behaviors are often selfish. You know what the root of sin is? Selfishness. Come on. It's when you're thinking only about you and only you and nobody else but you. That, that sin, you know, I, I don't care who's affecting, I don't care what it does, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm going to do, and so all you're doing is thinking about yourself. You're not considering nobody else. It's all about you. In James chapter 1, 15 says this. Temptation comes from our own desire. Did you hear that? It comes from within you. It's inside of you. It's inside of me. It's inside of us. Temptation comes from with our own desire, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed, listen, allowed to grow, then it births death. See, temptation comes from our own selfish, evil desires inside of us. Can I let you know there's evil in us? (laughs) Because apart from God, we're nothing, church. You take God out of the equation, we're we're going back sinning again. We're going, we're going back doing our thing again, amen. You, you separate us from God, amen. Then we're going to do what we want to do, what this flesh wants to do, church. It comes from with our own desire. Your desires, my desires are different. Come on, we all have that sin, that thing that calls on us, that temptation that gets the best of us. Come on, church, don't look at me weird, amen. It happens to all of us, amen. Come on, we all have a weakness that we deal with, amen, and we need help in it, and we have to go to God to it, otherwise it will bring death. It comes with inside of us. It doesn't come from God. God doesn't tempt you. He's not. He don't test you in a temptation. God's not going to do this to you to set you up. Temptation comes from within. The enemy brings that temptation because he knows what you like. Because the enemy studies you, right? The Bible says he's roaming around like a roaring lion, seeking who he's going to devour. So he knows what your intentions are. You know what? He knows what he's not going to bring you something like that, that you have no temptation over. You know, if you're not a beer drinker, he's not going to bring you a beer. Okay, that, I won that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not going to be that easy. Come on, somebody. He's going to give you what you, what you, oh, you know. Oh, you know. Come on. Listen, it begins with an evil thought. So it starts where? In your mind. And then that thought starts to dwell. Listen, you allow, if you allow it to dwell in your mind, it starts to grow, church. If, it dwell, if you're dwelling on it too long, it's going to get you and it's going to drag you away. And now that thought becomes action. And when it becomes action, then it becomes sin. And if you don't listen, if you don't repent from it, from that sin, then it'll bring death. You've got to repent from the sin, church. You can't just say, I'm not going to do it no more. What are you not going to do? You've got to say it out. Lord, I'm sorry, I, I did this, Lord, I don't want to do whatever that is. 
I don't want to do this anymore. I repent from that, God. I, was, I don't want to live that way, so I turn away from that, and I'm living this way. I'm changing the way I'm thinking. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to get involved with you, God. I'm going to pray to you. I don't want to do that. Whatever that is, you have to name it. you got to crucify it. Otherwise, it keeps living for you. It keeps looking for you. So you got to repent from that sin. Then God forgives. God restores. God does everything for us. Amen. Because God's a man of his word, right? Come on, when you repent, he throws it as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't bring it and throw it at your face anymore. You are forgiven. The devil now turns around and says, oh, you're still that. You're still that. You're still this. No, no. God says, I'm forgiven. So I got to tell them, get, get, get thee behind me, Satan. Get out of here. Kick him out of your house. Kick him out of your mind. That's why the Bible says, and Paul says, think about these things that are good, pleasing, perfect. Things that are, are, are noble. Put your thoughts on those things. Amen. And God will bring a peace that surpasses all your understanding. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on. So you got to understand it comes with a thought. Let's listen. If, if you don't repent, it will stop you from crossing over. You want to get into the promises of God, amen, then you got to change the way you're living. you got to change the way you're thinking. And when you do that and you submit to God and you repent from your ways, now you're in the, in the process of crossing over. Now you can start to cross over into the promises of God. If you're not crossing over, it's because you're still dealing with stuff that you don't want to let go. Because sometimes sin, some of you guys, we just like it. <laughs> just be real. You don't want to give it up. You don't want to stop. You, you, come, you come convicted because you got busted. That's not repenting, church. Come on, just because you got busted doesn't mean you repented. No, it's when you come to the altar of God and say, God, and you throw it before him. And you repent and you stop doing whatever that is. Can somebody say amen? amen. See, sin separates us from God. It separates us from the promises of God. It separates us from the gift of God. Amen. But despite of our actions, listen, church, what's the message about? Hope. Amen. Come on. Despite of that, God brings hope in the way of a Savior through repentance. That's the hope that when we mess up, church, and we fall short, and all of us are going to fall in that area of falling short in the kingdom of God, amen, that if we can get on our knees right at that moment and repent from that sin right there, God forgives us, and the promise still is reinstated. But if you continue to live in it, then it brings death. Now, I'm not talking physical death. I'm talking about a spiritual death separation death where God says okay that's what you want to do you're on your own come on somebody Amen. but thank God that there's hope in him that even when we wander off like that he still goes after you still chases you because why there's people praying for you come on God bless God God bless the saints that stick it out amen when we wander off amen Hallelujah. See, Israel's sin, their spiritual decline, their lack of in their spiritual walking, and God reminded them that there's grace in him. There's mercy in him. There's hope in him, church. Hallelujah. And he tells them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He says it twice in verses 1 and verses 5 of 43 of Isaiah. Amen. He tells them, don't be afraid. In times that you seem to be wandering off, times where you think that you mess up, God comes to you and says, don't be afraid. Times that you're finding yourself in the storm, in the battle, whatever you're going through, God always comes and says, don't be afraid. I got it. I got you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you. Your friends may bail on you. The world may bail on you. But I, God, will never bail on you. Amen. He's always there. He's promised us. Amen. He's there with us. Amen. And he'll help you through the storm. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Listen, our refusal to conform to the world's values. They're in uh, Romans chapter 2, verse uh, Romans uh, 12, 2. Amen. What Paul is saying, it has to go deeper than just saying, I don't want to do this. Come on, it has to be planted firmly in our minds by letting God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Amen. Uh, come on, it can't just be, I don't want to do it because I can't do it. 
No, it has to be, I don't want to do it because I don't want to do it. Amen. I want God changed me. God changed the way I live. God changed my life. He redeemed me. He saved me. Amen. I was on my way to hell. Amen. And he pulled me out and says, no, I have a job for you. I have a purpose for you. Amen. And when you start to change that and believe that, then God can change you, church. Come on. We have to go deeper than saying, why, you want to go do this? No, I can't do that because I'm a Christian. No, I don't want to do that. Amen. I want to please my God. So it has to be different. It has to go deeper. Paul's saying you got to go deeper. Not, not just saying I, I'm not going to conform to the, tra- the ways of the world. I'm going to change the way that I think. I'm not going to think that way no more. we got to change the way we think, church. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps us in this. Come on. The promise is that you'll get the gift of the what? The Holy Spirit. Because by ourselves, we can't do that. Willpower can't do that. Knowledge in the word can't do that. You can know all the scriptures in the world, amen. But the Holy Spirit is the one that empowers you. Because the devil knows the word of God. Come on. So you got to have the word. I can't, I'm not saying you don't have to have the word, but you got to have the word, but you have to have the Holy Spirit help you in that word and to stand in that word. And to change the person who you are, church. And so we got to call out on our best friend, Holy Spirit, come help me. We have to, there has to be something in your verbal language, amen, that is said to you, Holy Spirit, thank you. That should be something every morning. Holy Spirit, come with me to work. Holy Spirit, help me through this. Holy Spirit, forgive me in this. Holy Spirit, I'm listening to you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. He has to be, you got to listen to him because he speaks. And he'll tell you, hey, 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 don't look over there. Oh, yeah, you're right. Come on, somebody. Hmm? He's the one. He, he tell you, don't do that. And he's like, don't do that. Or, the, or that famous one, don't say it. Don't, don't say it. God helps me with my wife with that because sometimes I want to say something. He goes, and the Holy Spirit says, don't say it. And I can tell you, I failed many times, amen. And then he tells me, I told you. (laughs) We messed things up, right? Come on, somebody. See, when you start to build that relationship, then he starts to help you. He's not trying to stop you from having fun or doing, but he's stopping you to say, you know what? I'm trying to help you here, son. I'm trying to help you here, daughter. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't say nothing. Suck it up, whatever it is during that time or moment, whatever that is. It's not gonna, you're not gonna, win. we're not here to win battles, church. The battle is not between us, the Bible says in Ephesians. It's not between flesh and blood, but against principalities. Let's focus on the real fight, church. And that's the devil and his angels. Come on, that's who we fight against. That's who we come against. And we have victory with it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We can tell them, get out of here in Jesus' name. And they have to flee. Amen. It says in the very mention of Jesus, demons tremble. So you have power that's inside of you. You don't have to give in to that temptation. You don't have to go that way. Listen to the Holy Spirit because he's taking you somewhere. And he's making you a better man. He's making you a better woman. And he calls you son. And he calls you daughter. And he calls you who you are. Amen. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Because you're not that anymore. Amen. You were once that. But you're not that anymore. Understand and accept the promises of God. And start living for God. Someone say hallelujah. Say that. Let the devil hear you. Don't say it in your mind. <laughs> Let the devil hear you. Amen. Okay, that's good that you're telling yourself. But tell the devil, I'm not that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I don't want to displease my God. Amen. That's how I was, but Jesus set me free. I was blind, but now I see. I was blind, I was lame, and now I walk. Amen. Come on, I was dead, but now I'm alive. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord does for us. Amen. Live for Christ. Pull the promises of God. Hallelujah. Come on. Stop listening to the lie of the devil. At the end, he loses. Remind him of his destiny. 
Oh, you're going to be bound in the pit of hell, devil. You're a liar. You're the father of them. Amen. Hallelujah. You are lost. Amen. I'm not listening. I'm not biting into the lies no more. All you're doing is trying to take me with you. Uh-uh. My God made a way. Come on. And he made it by the way of the cross. Come on. We find freedom, redemption through the cross. And the blood of Jesus forgives us of all our sins, church. They're gone. I don't know about you, but I'm crazy enough to believe that. And it's evident in my life. Amen. I mean, his blessings follow me, and I know that one day I'll see my Savior face to face. And I'm going to see the gates of heaven, amen. And I'm going to see the, the pearly, the, the, the streets of gold. I'm going to, he, he, he says, I, I prepare a mansion for you. I prepare a place for you that where I am you'll be. I believe in that, amen. I know that he's preparing a place. And I know that there are others, amen, the cloud of witnesses that, that have gone before you, that are waiting for us and cheering us on right here on earth saying, don't give up. Keep on going. It's true. There's hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us, church. Let him be your best friend. Come on, I don't know why people push the Holy Spirit away. I don't know why churches don't preach on the Holy Spirit. I don't know why they don't remind them of, of the one that came when Jesus says, I, I got to go back. I'm going to go prepare a place, but I'm going to abandon you. and I'm going to leave you hanging. I'm going to send you a comfort. I'm going to send you a gift. I'm going to send you a friend he's going to be there for you and he's called the holy spirit amen and he will guide you to all truths amen and so now with the holy spirit here not only now he's everywhere that's so that's what's so awesome now jesus was at one place at one time amen but the holy spirit boom everywhere what he's doing here, he's doing in Spain, Barcelona, amen. What he's doing here, he's doing in Germany. What he's doing here, he's doing it in Estonia, amen. He's doing it in California and across this nation and around the world, church. That's how powerful it was for him to go back, amen, and for the Holy Spirit, this gift to be released. He's at your house. He's in your car. He's at your work. Come on, I take him. I pack him a lunch too, Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Spirit. We're having burritos today. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Invite them into your life. Invite them to your home. Kick out everything else. Say, Holy Spirit, this is your house. You rule. You reign here. Plead that blood of Jesus over your house. Pray for guardian angels. I have four guardian angels in my property in my home. And nothing crosses that property line. It brings shame or damage. Nothing formed against us will prosper. Why? Because I have the blood of Jesus. I claim that blood in my house. Amen. You got to claim it for your house, church. You got to claim it in your house. I, I plead the blood of Jesus on my workplace. I, I pray for those for guardian angels to be in the four corners of my workplace. That when I'm going, I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. My coworkers are blessed going in, going out. My customers are blessed going in and out, church. There's power in the blood. There's power through the Holy Spirit, church. Use these things. Come on. And when you start to use them, he gives you discernment. He gives you understanding. He gives you the strategies of the devil and how he tricks you. Oh, no, no, that's you, devil. Mm-mm. Uh-uh-uh. I'm not going there. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. If you don't invite him, guess what? It's your own thinking. It's whatever's here. That's why... You got to watch what you watch and watch what you see and things that what you put into your mind, church, because it affects you. It does. Come on, you watch a scary movie at the end of the night, amen. Guess what? You have scary dreams. <laughs> it's the truth, amen. Jason is chasing you now. <laughs> come on. These things come in your mind because you put that last thing in your mind. Hey, bring the Holy Spirit back into that. Man, God, I had a rough day. God, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, let me have some. Good dreams, Father. Let me read some of the word. Boom. You have a great sleep. Great sleep. And something comes up and say, oh, no, devil, get out. You can do that in the dreams. You can cast out devils in your dreams. You know that? <laughs> you got power, amen. If you know who you are, you're, you're confident in your dreams or whatever you're doing. Come on. It's, come on. It's not, it's not like a, it's like a, in your dreams, I can do whatever I want. Okay, all right, now I can do my whatever I want to do here. No, no, even in your dreams, you got to be saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, don't. That's not freedom there to go do whatever you're going to do in dreams. Amen. Well, it's not real, right? No, it's real. Come on. 
Why? Because it's in your mind. It's still in your mind. So it's still you, even in a dream. So it's not okay, church. Come on, let's just get things right, church. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm going to close up with this. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. Verse 6 says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Come on. Let the Spirit lead you. Let Him control your mind, church. And you will have life and you will have peace. Can somebody say amen? amen. I'm going to close. This is like my third close. <laughs> Can you give me five minutes? Can you give me five minutes? Give me, raise your hand and give me five minutes. Five minutes? Five minutes? Oh, I got a half hour now. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just playing. Let me close today, and it says, you got to understand, this is a daily choice that we must choose God to be the center of our lives each and every day, church. There's hope through repentance by the way of a Savior. Come on, God reminded Israel that he was the Savior of Israel. Amen. God reminded us that Jesus is our Savior, and there's hope in him through repentance. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up.